Hi, I'm Kirsty Jackson Perrin and I'm a results-driven mindset coach. Each week my podcast will share tools and strategies so you can up-level your mental game and unleash a new level of success. This is thought-provoking and pokey stuff and with my help you'll get to where you want to be in life. Sounds like your kind of thing? Then subscribe and share the love because mindset matters and we can all do with a dose of that. This week's podcast is all about how perfectionists don't always get it right. So I've signed up for the Joe Wicks 90-day plan a month ago. My personal plan was sent to me. I got it printed, chose the recipes that I liked. To be honest, it's a whole new taste sensation for me. And I joined the Facebook group. Uh, I read lots of people's achievements and it was really inspiring, but not enough to actually get on with it, though. The reason for this, well, it's not because I'm lazy. I'm not fearing the workouts. I did enough of them in lockdown to know what I'm letting myself in for. No, it's not that. It's the cooking. I don't cook and I don't like cooking. And to be honest, I don't know where to start. I know we're given the recipes, but I want to do this whole thing right. And if I get the recipes wrong and consequently don't like what I've produced, then I'll have to cook a makeshift meal and that will be off plan and I'll have messed up my macronutrients. Again, something new I've learned about and the whole thing will be ruined. So do you see what I've been doing here? I've been writing myself a whole narrative of how this is going to pan out from the get-go and I haven't even started yet. This is due to the fact that I like to get things right. I'm a kind of all-in person. I need my ducks in a row before I do anything. The T's need to be crossed and the I's dotted and so the 90-day plan in all its glory is just sitting on the side face down so I don't see Joe's smiling face every time I walk past and I think about the workouts I could be doing and I fret about the cooking I should be doing and I am procrastinating and that is one trap a perfectionist falls into. My perfectionist tendencies show themselves in all kinds of ways. I seemed, notice past tense because I'm working on this, to have a mantra of do something well or don't bother. I am the one who wheels the red pen at work, the proofreader of all documents. It was the same when I was a school governor. I was always the one who would return policies back to the head with track changes all over the document, usually grammatical and punctuation errors, with the odd questions on detailed points of the policy for discussion, of course. But I couldn't overlook those errors. It went against the grain. When I moved to the crunchy side, that's what one of my children calls it, My perfectionist trait did get quite ridiculous. My husband was commuting to the big smoke, so he wasn't at home much. And with a four and a two-year-old plus a newborn, life was pretty hectic. But I was determined that I was going to be in control or at least give the impression that I was. Fake it till you make it, eh? So every day when I took the eldest to preschool, we'd all be dressed by 8.45am. I had a smidge of makeup on mainly concealer to hide the dark bags and a bit of lippy so I looked merry and bright and my baby was always always out of her sleep suit and dressed for the day even though we only lived a five minute walk to the preschool we all had to be ready for the day ahead there'd be no slouching there in onesies I don't actually own one we needed to look like the Von Trapp family minus the lederhosen And my house would always be tidy and clean. I mean, don't get me wrong, we did the messy play, made fairy cakes, and who am I kidding? I couldn't stand baking then, so crispy cakes was about all I managed. And, you know, we played games, we did role play, although I was particularly rubbish at that, and my children would look at me as if to say, really, is that about as creative as you get? And we went for walks in the woods and found bugs and other insects and came back with muddy wellies. However, 
I could whiz round and tidy up my house in a matter of minutes. I just needed it to be so. Then one day, a neighbour, who was a health visitor, commented on my tidy house, and I said, tidy house, tidy mind. And she looked at me and said, you're the ones we always worry about. No qualification of that statement, just this strange look on her face, and I was so upset. I felt really affronted that my entire skills as a mother had been brought into question. Was she questioning my sanity, or maybe that I had anxiety or OCD? Or was she bringing my ability to be a good mother into question? Was she insinuating that I was too worried about having a perfect home to bother playing with my children? I felt all my perfectionist tendencies being called into question right there and then, and I won't lie to you, it had quite an impact. And I think from that moment on, I stopped trying to get everything right and to look like I was in control of everything, because clearly, I was not giving off the vibe I intended. But what vibe was I trying to give off? Who was I trying to prove anything to? Are most people not busy getting on with their own lives, too distracted by their own issues? The perfectionist has very high standards and tends to have an all-or-nothing approach to life. Do it well or don't bother to do it at all. If a job is worth doing, it's worth doing properly. I mean perfectly. A perfectionist strives for flawlessness and sets excessively high standards, is self-critical and is concerned about what others think about their efforts. So what drives a perfectionist? Where do these ideals stem from? Who sets these parameters for them? We're all born with certain propensities, but at a certain point, they are enhanced by socialisation. And before we know it, we have a set of characteristics that we are perpetuating and they become an habitual part of our personality. Maybe perfectionists wants to feel that they have control over their life because maybe there are aspects over it of which they feel they have no control. Perhaps their relationship with their partner isn't going so well. And despite their best efforts, they feel it's falling apart. So they throw themselves into work to prove to themselves, it's okay because I've got this bit of my life covered. I'm not entirely sure where my need to be a perfectionist stems from, but I know I never felt good enough at high school and my confidence was knocked. I wasn't as clever as the creme de la creme and the teachers seemed to focus their efforts solely on them. So I was always trying to prove myself. I think there's a common misconception about perfectionists. People think they've got their shizzle together, when in reality, it's exhausting maintaining this high level of togetherness. It's not necessarily to ensure they look good for others. Sure, there's an element of that, but essentially they're doing it to prove to themselves that they can do this, that they can spin these plates and keep all the balls in the air. In reality, though, they're like a swan, supremely calm to us all, but underneath they're paddling like fury. In her TED Talk, Charlie Haversat calls herself a reformed perfectionist and advocates the good enough mentality because, as Voltaire said, perfect is the enemy of good. Charlie Haversat also talks about the Nirvana fallacy, which is the idea that a perfect solution exists and that you should keep searching for it before taking action. Except the action never happens because you're stuck in a loop seeking perfection. Havasat urges parents to raise their children to not strive for perfection because it's an unrealistic expectation. Instead, that it's important for children to learn that not doing everything perfect is okay. Moving forward with imperfect action helps us to learn as we do. Imperfect action, that's the key. Getting on with something and moving forward, despite knowing you might not get it right first time, but that you'll pick it up and learn along the way. Don't get me wrong, perfectionists are high achievers, But at what cost? They're meticulous, they set high standards for themselves and consequently for others too and therefore there is no room for mistakes. Not to mention that success is never enough because they believe there's always a way to improve and to be better. 
Exhausting. Burnout is very often on the cards. The million-dollar question is how does a perfectionist reframe their thinking to thought patterns that will serve them well and help them to adopt a mindset more akin to the good enough mentality? Now, I'm not advocating dropping your standards, but it's about addressing the habitual thoughts that you're having. How can a perfectionist dial down the power that they give to these thoughts? It's great to want things to look right and to be right, but what can they do to dilute it, to limit the more negative side of these traits, to be more forgiving? A mindset where you allow imperfect action is a positive move and it helps to get you out of the rut you sometimes create for yourself. A bit like a car tyre stuck in the mud with the wheel just spinning and the car not moving anywhere. If you don't set such high standards for yourself, you are creating a much calmer mindset and it also means you don't place such high expectations on others because if you have them for yourself, you're sure as heck is like going to have them for others and it can be exhausting for all concerned. If you are a perfectionist, own those thoughts around the need for absolute perfection being required in all endeavours. Be aware of thoughts that you've failed if everything isn't 100% on point. Challenge these habitual thoughts and ask yourself, as Dr Phil would say, How's that working out for you? Start by taking low-risk, imperfect action and see how it feels. Get comfortable with delegating. Make a conscious effort to be less hard on yourself or even ask for help. One assumptive affirmation you could repeat to yourself daily is, I am good enough. Give yourself permission today to begin freeing yourself from this label of perfectionism and develop new thoughts that will serve you better. Today is a new day. Today you can reinvent yourself. If you visit this blog on the winningedgemindset.com website, at the end of the blog you will find the quiz which you can discover your personality trait that you're currently leaning more towards and you'll learn a simple three-step strategy you can begin implementing today to start bridging the gap between where you are now to where you want to be. So visit winningedgemindset.com and go to the blog entitled Why Perfectionists Don't Always Have It All Right and at the bottom, follow the link through and give the quiz a go. If you have found this podcast helpful and you know someone who'd also benefit from hearing it, please do share the episode with friends and family. We've also a fabulous private Facebook group and would love you to be a part of it. Within the group, we share and explore more mindset tools and strategies and answer any questions you may have. Head over to Facebook now and search for the Winning Edge Mindset Game Changers. Be sure to subscribe so you receive a notification for my next podcast episode. Have a fabulous week striving and thriving and creating the future you truly deserve. Bye for now.